This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, uh, transitioning over to something that I wanted us to touch on uh, today. I, I was looking through things and just kind of going like, hey, we, we've kind of looked at this from just about every angle so far this football team and and what they need to do and where they currently stand. And so I wanted to just kind of do an overview about some guys where it's a question of, should we be concerned with where they're at right now, either with their health, their play, whatever else, or is it potentially a little bit overblown? So I've got some names here I want to run through with you and determine if we, we should be feel a little uneasy about these guys or if we're unconcerned by them. Uh, I got okay. six names here for you. Un- unsurprisingly, okay. they're almost all on the offense. Took me a little bit of a struggle to find some defensive guys, but let's go through the defensive guys first. Uh, the first one I got for you here, J-Ron Curse. Bugged by a back. I know you said he looked a little stiff when you saw him running around out in Denver uh, before the game. Are-, are you unconcerned right now or a little uneasy about J-Ron Curse? I'd like to dig in a little further on that. You're absolutely right. The Denver game, when he was running pre-game, he was not moving great. He was running, but I wouldn't call it running. It was He was part of the drills and stuff as, as far as trying to – but he was last, clearly. Anything to do with a back, and especially the position that he plays, where he's taking on guys, he's getting off blocks, he's having to turn, he's having to run – you know, he, he plays a very high collision position. And so when you start to talk about the backs, man, I need to dig in a little bit further. I thought this was something that looked pretty simplistic and was going to be okay. But watching him move around, I was, uh, I'd have to say I'm at that concerned stage right now. All right. So a little uneasy about J. Ron Curse. Let's yeah, say if, if, if anything lingers a little bit into the regular season, would you think their response to that would be, hey, we're just rolling two safeties and we'll actually play with a more traditional linebacker. Those snaps where Curse comes into the box, those are going to be linebacker snaps. Yeah. Or do you think a guy like Marquise Bell could get some of those reps and they'd continue to play with three safeties? Love the way that Bell looks physically. Love the way that they're trying to incorporate him more. Would not be surprised one bit if it's Parsons, Van Der Esch, and, and uh, our new addition from the Vikings. Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. I would not be surprised at all. So um, that might be their way around it right now. I know they're big on the on the on having to play with the nickel and playing with the safety down. But if they don't have anybody that they totally feel comfortable with, Bell is a Bell's a you know a nice player. He's done well in training camp. You know how much do you really how confident are you right now that he could go in there and do what you need from Curse. Would that be more about what Wilson maybe would do or somebody like that? Um, I think they would play more of a traditional – I think they'd just play more traditional linebackers is what they would probably do because they probably feel like that they could use – they could use a bar and coverage if they had to, even though the other day, you know, the I guess yesterday, the, the practice uh, – the, the first practice, I should yep. say, against the Chargers, uh, you know, he didn't look particularly well carrying – uh, 
Eckler up to sidelines at all, but that's that's a tough cover for a guy that's not practiced very much this season. Well, yeah, and remember, Jabril Cox, that's what he excels at as well, is, is coverage. Now, he's still coming back from the knee. He's got the, the same cover that Tyron Smith has on his elbow is on uh, yeah. Jabril Cox's leg right now. So, But, yeah. but that's still, they, they could definitely uh, get some run out of their linebackers there. Uh, the next one, Kelvin Joseph, which I know we've talked about. His play's been a little concerning. His off the field's a little concerning. Now we're, we're starting to wonder a little bit, would they actually do something with his roster spot? And I know you and I have kind of kicked this around a little bit. Nick Eatman, who you know from working over there, that, that Nick's man... Not that, gonna throw, Nick's, Nick's not a guy that throws stuff up against the wall and no. sticks. Nick is a very much of a... I bumped into somebody in the hallway and they whispered this to me. Yeah, and, and today and in our, uh, on Thursday in their mailbag, they were asked about the, the corner battle on the 53-man roster and Nick's quote was... We'll see about Kelvin Joseph, but at this point, I don't think it's a lock, even though he's a second-round pick. So, yeah. Kelvin Joseph, uneasy or unconcerned? Uh, if I'm Kelvin Joseph, I should be I should be uneasy about my spot uh, because I, I like I like we just said, and I hate to repeat myself, but I do it way too much. Nick Nick is one of those guys that people walk up and talk to him, yeah. and he does a great job of protecting sources and. You know, Nick just doesn't throw stuff up against the wall. Like I said earlier, he he is going to uh, he is going to be pretty straightforward about things. Somebody told Nick Eatman walking to the dining hall there in Oxnard, maybe bumped to him in the parking lot there on the way back to the tennis courts. Someone told him maybe he was at the football game, maybe he was on the plane somewhere. Nick had got that from sight. I would believe in what Nick Eatman's saying right now. And if I'm Kelvin Joseph, I would be a little uneasy about uh, his roster spot uh, if I was him. Uh, now, does that where does it fall on Bland and, and Wright? You know, those guys, I think if we handicapped, I know if I handicapped it right now, it would be Bland, Wright, and Joseph would be my guys. Next name for you here, uneasy or unconcerned, uh, Tyler Smith. Looked pretty good in the first game, but obviously, you know, had a couple of those penalties, still working on technique. Uh, are you a little uneasy at this point in time, rolling into the season with him as a starter, or are you fairly unconcerned? I'm unconcerned by him. I, I just feel like that to me, you know, you're gonna you're probably gonna have some growing pains with Tyler Smith. And sure. I always say this about offensive linemen. When they learn how to hold trip and clip, that's when they're their absolute best. And I just feel like that the holding penalties that he got the other night in the Denver game and going back and watching them on tape are things that are easily correctable. The ball cut behind him on the first one and he clearly had his right hand and he was trying to grab the breastplate of the defender and then he just yanked and the ball's behind him and you know the officials are following the ball right there and they see you know when he when it's in their line of sight they're going to call that just simply let go of your hand and then the other one the guy was going to the ground you know no need to you know grab onto the guy as he's going to the ground just take your hands off and use your weight fall on top of him and keep him that way they're not going to call the pilling I, I'm really – I'm not concerned about him. I, 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 I can't believe that they've, they've just continued to play with Connor McGovern at guard. I just yeah. – it, it, it boggles my mind. But you know what? I, I'm just – it is what it is, and they're gonna, they went that route. I think it's time just to go ahead and put him in there. And I think here before long, I think that he's going to be named the starter and they're going to go forward. Next name for you, and it's somebody who – 
Uh, I, I think there's been at least some uneasiness internally about since the end of last season just because they were curious how things were going to play out after what they saw at the end of the year. Tyron Smith, uneasy or unconcerned, Brian? Uneasy. Uh. You know, but but I, you could probably also say unconcerned because you know what's going to happen with Tyron Smith. He's going to miss somewhere between two and three games. You know, I hate to say that about anybody, but it, but history tells you that's what's going to happen. And it might not be his fault. It might not be, you know, uh, all of a sudden, I, I've said this before, you know, you know, Biotish ends up on the ground and he's like, he fall, he gets thrown into the back of Tyron Smith's legs into the ground and all of a sudden Tyron Smith's got his right foot planted and then a lineman pushes him and now it's high ankle sprain or knee sprain or, you know, I think he's got the thing with the shoulder, taking care of the shoulder, the neck. The back is always going to be a concern because he could wake up in a bad hotel bed in uh, in in in, in Newark, New Jersey, right. and then all of a sudden not be able to play. The back is always going to be a concern. But man, I think he has some absolute terrible luck with people falling around him and on the ground, and they end up in the back of his legs. I, I just think that's and it, you just you just expect it to happen. It's 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 sad, but it's true. And, of course, I mean, the, the injury is one aspect of it. He played a really rough game at the end of last year against San Francisco. We've seen a couple instances at practice, you know, Dorrance Armstrong getting around him at times, and then Khalil Mack. I know it's just in little – we talked about that in the first segment, that Khalil yeah. Mack had a couple highlight plays on him. And obviously, that's just little snippets. We don't get to see the full context of practice. But is there any concern with you at all in terms of the decline of his play outside of the injuries? I think the concern is that he can no longer just afford to miss time on the practice field yeah. and then go out there and play games. There was a time when Tyron Smith, 26 years old, maybe could miss time and be just fine and and they would not miss a beat. 31-year-old Tyron Smith, and it's funny to say that for an offensive lineman because usually the older they are, the better they are. But with Tyron, I, I just think there's times where he – is now shown a little bit more rust than maybe what he showed five years ago. This name here is, uh, I got two more left for you, and, and this one here, I was a little surprised I ended up putting him in here because I thought he started out so well at camp, and I was a big fan of his coming out of college. That's Jalen Tolbert. When the pads came on, things have not been quite as good, and then he had that performance against the Broncos that was a little discouraging. You saw some things mm-hmm. where it seemed like, okay, is there is there some uneasiness about going across the middle? Um, you know, and, and we haven't, you know, seen him complete a bunch of tough catches out here at these practices. Occasionally it looks good, but other times it's just it's not totally consistent since the pads have come on. So Jalen Tolbert for you, not the long term necessarily, but his short term impact. Are you uneasy or unconcerned about him? I'm unconcerned. I really am. I, I think I think it's there. I think that the nerves played a big part in what happened to him the other night. He looked like a couple of different times where um, he and I, you know, it's like he he wilted, he melted, whatever yeah. you want to say. He it, it just his body when it when it came time to be strong and go get the football, it's like he lost all just strength and it just just wilted right there and 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 faded or whatever you want to call it. Sure, I'm using a lot of different words to describe it, but it, you could tell it. He just didn't have the base. He didn't have the extension. He didn't have the, the core strength to, you know, to, to take on and go get uh, the ball and, and make it his. It's, it's like he just kind of fainted out there a little bit. And 
I think that's a little bit to do with um, with nerves and playing that first NFL game. Now, if we get into the Chargers game and we start to see him, you know, fade a little bit in some of these routes, well, then then you could you can sound the alarms for the concerns. And last name here, uh, we all saw second half of last season, Dak Prescott didn't look totally the same, so there were some questions about that heading into this year, uh, questions about his receivers that he's working with, the guys blocking in front of him. So I guess this is an overall question about the passing game and, and how it factors in, but Dak Prescott in particular, uh, uneasy or unconcerned about him at this point of training camp? I'd go unconcerned again. I, I feel like this is going to be maybe – his offensive coordinator lets him down. Maybe the offensive line lets him down. Maybe the receivers let him down. I think Dak Prescott's ready to play really good football. I think he is. I, I think physically he is. I think mentally he is. The things around him, is Dak good enough to lift the team? We'll see. It, it might take that, it, especially early if the receiving core is not as good as we think it might be. But I, I think Dak Prescott is ready to have a big year. I don't know if the others around him are. I don't know if the offensive line, the coordinator, maybe these receivers. I, you know, that's those are all. I have more questions about those three things than I do Dak Prescott. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.